Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, Pastor Denise M. Walker, founder of Hope in Christ Ministries, and we will begin with a word of prayer, and then we'll begin today's show. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you are love. Father, have your way on this broadcast today, oh God. Open our hearts that we may know that you are love and that the love that we so desire is only found in you. Open our ear gates. Move the blockage. Open our eyes that we will experience and we will walk and experience your love. A love relationship. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Again, I am your host, Pastor Denise M. Walker, the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. Hope in Christ is an evangelism ministry where God has given me a creative uh, vision where we spread the gospel through Christian literature. We spread the gospel through these podcasts. Um, uh, my other podcast is Building Literacy and True Identity. And we spread the gospel through my speaking engagements and my books that God has blessed me to write. And so we thank you for tuning in again to Hope in Christ with Denise and that we would all come into the hope, the true hope, the only hope there is, and we will find our hope in Christ Jesus alone. So let's begin. We are continuing with the study of Experiencing God by Pastor Henry Blackaby. Experiencing God has been a study that God laid on my heart to begin to do on the podcast. And I'll be doing, um, talking about my experience of, of going through this devotional of experiencing God um, as we close out 2018 and near 2019 by God's grace and his mercy. And so what better to um, for God to have us to discuss is experiencing him. Because so much in this world, so many times we've seen, and up until 2018, I have seen that I think we're just existing most of the time. We're not experiencing the love, the truth of the living one. And so um, I want to continue where I am with the next section of experiencing God. And where he talks about the different realities and um, which are just really amazing the way he breaks them down. And it's in chapter five where he just begins to talk about the seven realities of experiencing God and the um, and, and that God is at work constantly um, around us. And, and I just, you know, again, thought it was amazing to say the least. And one the first um, reality that he talks about in chapter five is God is always at work again and around us. And then the second reality he talks about is God pursues a continuing love relationship with you that is real and personal. And then the third reality he talks about is God invites you to become involved with him in his work. 
And then we go into the fourth reality, which is God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, the church, and um, his purposes and his ways to reveal, to reveal those things. And then we have reality number five, which is God's invitation for you to work with him always, um, always leads you to a crisis of belief that requires faith in action. And then we have reality number six. You must make major adjustments in your life to join God in what he is doing in your life. And then reality number seven is you come to know God by experience as you obey him and he accomplishes his work through you that's how you come to know who he really is so i just wanted to back up and only focus on one of the realities because i believe that it is the most important one I believe this reality is the most important reality that we could ever realize, we could ever fathom. And that is the reality number two, God pursues a continuing love relationship with you that is real and personal. That is real and, per and personal, a real love relationship. And on this broadcast, I'm just going to be very transparent. I have really gone through some things in my life. And there have been times in my life where I did not feel love. I didn't feel love. I'm, I'm married to my husband. I love my husband. My husband loves me. I have an awesome, amazing teenage son, and I know my son loves me. But I mean love, true love. The, the love that you get from family. The love that you may receive. Um, just this, this, a different kind of love. And so, throughout my life, I've had some ups and downs. And I've... Um, experienced um the loss of my father on christmas and this is around um the season um now that my dad died on christmas in 2009 and um just some other things of growing up and um my dad raising me and just um again different things but throughout those times and throughout all of that I know that I have been in need of the love of God, the true love relationship of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I'm here today to share with you about that love relationship journey that I've experienced for myself. There have been many, many things, many times where I've known that God loves me with an everlasting love, even right now, even today, at the moment. And I say that because in order for us to know true love, the true love of God, not people, because sometimes the love of people can be fickle. Sometimes it depends on how they feel that moment. 
but the true love and and and, and people can only truly love you from the love of God. And so when I say the love that I felt from God is is been a journey. It really has been a, a great journey. Again, because in order to know true love, you have to first have needed it. And so I've been in in situations where I know that without God's love, I don't know that I would have, you know, kept going. My strength would have been, you know, tainted. My my heart would have been tainted without the love of God in Christ Jesus. And so I want to just share that with you all today about my journey and the word, what the word says about the love of God. So for those out there that are listening and those that are saying and questioning, does God really love me? I'm here to tell you, yes, he does. He loves you with an everlasting love. And the truth of the matter is, that's what it's all about. If we get down to the nitty gritty, as we used to say, if we really get down to the the main thing and make the main thing the main thing what the main thing is is that love relationship with God and he is pursuing that love relationship continuously as he did with King David as he did with Abraham as he did with many others as he is doing with you but what ends up happening, and I'm just talking about from my experience, is we respond to God the way people have treated us. We respond to God the way we respond to mankind. We see God as we see mankind. And God is not a man that he should lie, as the word tells us. The word also tells us that God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's the word of God. We know that God is not man. God is not people. He came that we may have life. And he revealed himself in the personage of Jesus Christ. But God is everlasting. God is eternal. And he wants us to know that he is the one who is the designer of love. He is love and he, he designed love. He's the reason why we know how to love. But that love that we have for others is sometimes greater than the love we have for God. How do I know? Because oftentimes when those people that we love oftentimes if something happens and, it, and, and it's human nature but oftentimes we get angry with God because of it we can't love man we can't love people and I'm and again I'm talking to myself we can't love our children our husbands our family our mom our dad more than the living God he's the one that gave him to them to us and so I think about my experience with the time that I was told that my dad was dying. And to be 
again, this is going to be my transparent podcast. It's a transparent moment. Nobody knew that after the doctors told me that years ago, when my dad was um, had he had um, a stroke, and also he had complications of diabetes, which were causing his kidneys to his, he was having renal failure. And so, when the doctors told me that my dad was going to die. And that his organs were shutting down and all those different things were happening. I spoke by faith. I said that the doctors don't have the final say so. Only God does. But my heart was broken. I went back to my apartment and I began to weep. I began to weep. I lay on the floor and I began to weep. And at that very moment, I felt like I was losing my mind. I felt like my mind was becoming unglued. And I heard the audible voice of God loud and clear. I never had heard God's voice speak to me before because I was a Christian when my dad got sick. So I'd heard God's voice before. But this time, God's voice was loud booming and I heard God say I am your father I am your father I want you to hear that clearly I am your father at the moment that I heard God loud booming voice I thought God was angry with me but at that very moment I experienced God's love I didn't know it, but I had experienced God's love because he then went on to say, I gave your father to you for a time, your earthly father. I gave him to you for a time, but I'm your father. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I experienced the father the living God that night. And God began to say to me, as I felt my mind becoming unglued, God began to say, I'm giving you your mind back. I am restoring you now. Because I was literally having a nervous breakdown. And God said, I'm your father. He was saying to me that I'm greater than anyone else. I'm the giver of your life. I'm the creator of heaven and earth. I love you and I've loved you before you were formed in your mother's womb. That was my experience of knowing that God really loves me. And the rest of that testimony is after that, God graced me with five more years with my dad he lived five more years I was crying out because I thought that the love that I had from my dad was all I was going to ever receive for a, a, a lot of the time the love that I that my dad was showing me 
parental that uh, that love i i felt that that was dying with him now remember i said i had my husband and i know my husband loves me and, and my my son was a baby at the time but i felt like the love was dying and god stepped in and told me in so many words i love you i created you i have purpose in you and i've loved you from the beginning and he's saying the same thing to whoever's listening god has loved us from the beginning the word says and i know you've heard me repeat it on this podcast for God so loved the world that he gave. Not so loved a certain race. Not so loved a certain gender. But God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the first major scripture about God's love. There are other scriptures about God's love that we're going to get into. But I wanted to share that because when I've been studying, experiencing God, that just flooded to me today. As I read um, Pastor Henry Blackaby, as he said, God created humanity for a love relationship with him. More than anything else, God wants us to love him with our total being. At that moment that I was crying out to God about my earthly father, God was saying to me that he wanted me to love him with my total being so that I wouldn't lose my mind if something happened. Because we are in a, we're, 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 we're human and we're going to pass away at some point. But God wanted to wanted me to know that he's my keeper he's my way maker he loves me and that he wasn't punishing me or my dad but that this body is temporal and so that's where he was showing me that he wanted me to love him with my total heart and sometimes when we experience those things that we think well they are bad in 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 the natural but God turns, that's why the word says that all things work together for the good. All things work together for the good. So then I read a little bit more and in, in, in of um, Pastor Henry, um, some of his notes. He said, we do not naturally seek God on our own initiative. Everything we are experiencing from God comes in response to his invitation. God invited me that day. To walk in the love relationship. I was saved. At the time. I was a Christian. But the love relationship. I have grown to know. I've grown to walk in. He says if your love relationship with God. Is not as it should be. Nothing else will be in order. I can tell you as a witness. That is true. 
nothing else will be in order you won't be able to focus it will be chaos all around you but when you focus on the love relationship with god that he's pursuing after us like a man that's in love with a woman that he he's pursuing her for marriage he's wooing and that's what god does for us he loves us so much if we would only get that part sin separates us from god he knows what's best for us he knew from the beginning because he's god he knew that sin would destroy our lives and his word is a love letter to us. His word says, hey, hey, let me let me tell you what separates you from this love. Sin separates us from God. Rebellion, which is sin, separates from the love, separates us. From truly experiencing a true relationship with God. pornography, fornication, homosexuality, all of those things are sin because God said they're sin. Adultery, perversion, whatever God calls sin, whatever it is God has said in his word, in his love letter to us, turn from it and turn to me because you will never know love. Until you truly know my love. As there, it was an old song when we were, you know, out in the world when we were younger and we would listen to certain music. And it was a song that said, I never knew love like this before. That's what we will experience when we really, truly turn and come to God. And allow him to deliver us. Allow him to heal us. He knows what's best. He knows what comes to destroy our very being. And he ultimately desires for us to be in relationship with him. I remember around the same time when I first got saved. When I first got saved, I remember sitting at my table in my house and I remember asking God God we are rebellious we are fickle we 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 won't come to you we why did you create us I, I asked God this question and I was asking God in my heart I wasn't even saying it out loud but in my heart I was wondering God why did you create mankind we are rebellious. We are the most rebellious individuals. I said, Lord, why did you create us? And a still small voice said to me, I wanted a family. For love relationship. God so loved us. He still does. He's never stopped. God doesn't leave and turn he doesn't leave us we leave him we separate from him and he just allow he allows us to have at it have at it because when we get sick and tired of wallowing in in the, in the mud we will turn 
and realize true love. And I just wanted to share that today because that's been on my heart. Because I, I, I just, I found myself today just really thinking about God's love and thanking God so much for loving me when I didn't feel like I was worthy of love. When I didn't feel loved, he showed up. He was always there, but audibly God spoke to let me know I love you. And if anybody else don't love you, that's all the love that you need. And so I want to share a few before we go. I wanted to share a few scriptures that talk about God's love, the reality of God's love. And those scriptures, uh, some that we may know, some that we may not know. Psalm 136, 2 and 3 says, Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. So God's love never leaves us, never. It, it, it doesn't fail People may fail us because they're human. They're human. We're human. And people can only give us in the capacity that they are able. And oftentimes we expect love from humans and they don't have the Holy Spirit to teach them how to truly love. And so we go around and, and that's where depression sets in. I'm talking about myself because I've dealt with that. And that's where rejection sets in and all those things set in because that setting in like a disease or anything, but or or like a ailment. But it 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 stays on us because we don't know the true love. We're we're saying that they're supposed to love us. But if they don't have love or they've never been shown how to love, they've never walked with God to know how to love, and they've been through abuse, so they be then we become abusers if we don't know the true love of God. And then there's a, a couple other scriptures. First Corinthians 13 and 8 says, Love will never end. But all those gifts will come to an end. Even the gift of prophecy, the gift of speaking in different kinds of languages, and the gift of knowledge. But love will never end. Psalm 36 and 7 says, How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. How precious is your unfailing love. When something's precious to us, we hold it dearly. We hold on tight to it. And the songwriter of Psalm 36 says, how precious is the love of the unfailing love of God. We we hold dear and near to us valuables, people, you know, human beings that treat us bad all, all day long, but we don't find the love of God precious to us. So we gotta get to that. Psalm one oh nine and twenty six says, Help me, Lord my God. 
Save me according to your unfailing love. Never failing. We may think God don't love us, but God's love never fails. Because also we forget about the part of love that corrects. When we love our children, just like God, we're God's children, and, and he loves us with an unfailing love. So just like with our natural children, we correct them because we love them. Because if we didn't love them, we would let them just do what they want to do. Like, go ahead and have at it and destroy your life. But because we love them, God has called us to lead and guide them. And we want to see them be successful. We want them to um, do, you know, what God placed them here to do, walk in their purpose and, 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 and do what's right and um, get married and have a healthy family and all of those things. We want that for our natural children. God wants the same for us. God wants us to experience his purpose, his destiny, his, his great um, wealth. Not just wealth financially, but the wealth of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and love and peace and joy. He wants us to experience that. So he corrects us to get us back in direction of him. But we don't see it that way. We see it as God is being a dictator, which if we really thought about the definition of a dictator, the one who controls, we recognize that God is not a dictator. Because if he, he has the ability, he's all powerful. So, in essence, if he controlled us, we wouldn't be able to sin. So, we know that he's not that. And I often, I, I one day, I was thinking, somebody said, well, why does God allow the things to happen in the world? And we know that we are in the world, the world, sin is in the world. And Satan is the, the prince of the powers of the air. And we know that we're in a fallen world, in a fallen state, and we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And so when we know that, we know that if God takes control of certain things, God has to take control of all things, meaning he, we become robots. We're no longer free will. We no longer get to choose if he really just steps in and just takes control. But we don't think about that. That's even him showing love to us when he allows us to choose him or not. That's love. Think about it in the natural. If our parents arranged our marriages, we wouldn't love those people. We would be like, um, no, I'm not marrying that person. I don't even know them. But because... We, are, we have the free will to marry who we choose to marry. Then we get to grow in love with that person. But if it was arranged and controlled, that wouldn't be true love. And so, in essence, that's love of God. That's true love. To allow me, even though he's all-knowing. Even though he knows whether I will choose, he still has to give me the right to be able to choose. That's powerful. That's powerful. A few more scriptures. 
Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation. Nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us. God's love. We can, we can go away from God. We can turn away from God. But God never stops loving us. That's what that verse means to me. In 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15, it says, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. That's love. That's love. So I just pray that you would take heed to the things that I shared about the love of God. Sin doesn't love us. The people that pull us in to sin with them, they don't love us like God does. But we are blinded. We're blinded to the fact because we think that sin looks good and and I, I'm not ready yet. I gotta get myself together and um you know I just I just gotta get myself together. That's what people say. But we don't realize we can't get ourselves together. We have to come come just as we are and allow the love peace, joy of God Almighty to clean us up, to heal us, deliver us, turn us around, set our feet on a firm foundation. We can't fix ourselves. But He can. And so I just pray that you, your families, your children, anyone else would seek the love of God. The word says, and then I'll pray. The word says, which is one of my favorite scriptures, because when I accepted Christ, that was the scripture that God um, dropped in my spirit. And I opened my Bible and, the, and that scripture was there. And the scripture was, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever, again, whomsoever, believe it, shall not perish but have all everlasting life. And not only that scripture, but the other scripture that God shared in my heart. And it has stayed with me forever. Is seek first the kingdom of God. And all of his righteousness. 
and everything else, everything else, all the other stuff will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom, the love, the, all that you need, and he'll add it. Because we can have a bunch of stuff and not have peace. We can have a bunch of stuff and not have joy without God. We have nothing. It'll all pass away. It will all pass away. But there's something, as the songwriter says, kings and kingdoms, they will all pass away. But there's something about that name. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, oh God, for your reign of word. We thank you, oh God, that each and every one of us will experience your love. We will surrender our hearts, remove ourselves from the thrones of our hearts, as A.W. Tozer once said, and allow you to take the throne. That we may know love, we may know hope, not fickle love. Not love that's tainted. But true love. That can only be found in you. And you purify us, oh God. Purify us, oh God. Purify our hearts, our souls, and mind, our spirit man. That our spirit man would come forth to the living God. We thank you and we praise you for who you are, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening and tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Many blessings. Many, many blessings. Seek first the kingdom. Find your true hope in Christ alone. In Jesus' name, thank you for listening.